This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You better, you bet. Presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller here with you, filling in for Nick and Ken. You can watch You Better, You Bet with Mark and I on Twitch.tv/slash BetQL. We're also over on YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports. You can listen for free on the Odyssey app. You can also listen on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. Victor Hovland just made a bogey, Mark, so uh, I am not happy. He drops back to two under par. Everybody's catching Patrick Cantlay right now, who's seven under. You got Jordan Spieth and Will Zalatoris at six under. Tiger Woods is even par right now through 12 as well. A lot of star power in L.A. this weekend for the Genesis Invitational, so we will keep you posted on that throughout the show. Now, as do you I, have Hovland uh, as first-round leader, or...? You have him as first round no, leader. Just, or did you just play him outright? Just a win, just a win. No, no okay. first round leaders right. for me. Uh, no so first round time, leaders DJ? for me today. Just time, yeah, yeah. I, so you know, I got Denny McCarthy and Victor Hovland outright. Denny's one under right now. Um, I took some Morikawa, Max Homa, Adam Scott, top ten. They're all just starting their rounds right now. So, like you mm. said. A lot of golf. You almost don't want to be winning after round one, right? Whenever you got like those daily fantasy lineups and like it's all green in the first round, like that's never a good thing, Mark, (laughs) because we know the regression, the regression's coming. So you want to have some guys doing well, but you want to have others that make some big moves in round two and three. So like you said, a lot of golf left. We're going to have Sia Najad on later to talk about the Genesis Invitational with us, but back to the NFL, Mark, we were having an interesting discussion off air uh, as we were getting into our discussion last segment about some of these teams and what they're going to do, who's going to trade up maybe for a quarterback, and which quarterback should they take. Like, in your personal opinion, who do you think is the slam dunk quarterback of this draft? Like, do you like Caleb the best? If you had the number one pick, is that who you would take? Yes, but I would need an offensive coordinator in there that's going to really be able to reel him in and get him back to the fundamentals. So I think that's why like fit and landing spot is so important because I do think after watching Caleb Williams this year at USC, he has the highest ceiling, he has the highest end talent, but lots of bad habits, you know, with footwork and hero ball and the offensive line wasn't great and it just seemed like not the year we were expecting out of Caleb Williams in the beginning of the year where like, man, this guy has the talent the win back-to-back Heisman's, can he do it, you know, and you watch him play and it just, it was not that type of year for him. So he needs to be in a spot to where they can reel him in. Is Shane Waldron that guy? We're going to find out uh, probably, but I think he'll go number one. Out of the quarterbacks, I I mean, it's probably May after that. I know J.J. McCarthy's getting a lot of steam. People are talking about him shooting up the draft boards. Jaden Daniels, ton of talent. 
you know, there with him. I think he's right up there. So it's going to be fun to see how these puzzle pieces fit when we get to the draft. Mark, I'm going to laugh so hard if J.J. McCarthy goes in the first round. Like, I like belly laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, I will absolutely. I think he he is the stay-away quarterback for me of, like, the top-tier guys. I, I just think he's a product in Michigan of a great head coach, a great offensive line, two great running backs. Like, when we were all making the jokes on like social media about Brock Purdy for MVP, right? And you saw the videos of like his MVP mm-hmm. highlights and it'd be like a little sc- screen pass to Debo or CMC, right? Like all that <laughs> stuff. Like that's, that's what I envision when I watch JJ play. Like I, I just don't think the kid, he's a good athlete. Like he's got good arm talent, mm-hmm. but there is no chance I am taking him anywhere near the top, like first round, second round. He would have to be like fifth round or later for me to to draft him. So what coach do you think is most likely to take a shot on J.J. McCarthy? <laughs> if you're talking about like the it's top guys, like let's say he goes in the first round, what coach do you think would be a J.J. McCarthy guy? Watches those Michigan highlights, sees him meditating before the game, is like, this is the face of my franchise. I got to get this guy. So let's see. So we got Minnesota and Kevin O'Connell, who's obviously worked for the most part with like pocket passers, Sean Payton in Denver. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would do it. Um, I mean, maybe Las Vegas would be the team. The first that comes to mind, like they could take a chance on a running quarterback. Tyler in the chat is saying the giants obviously with Daniel Jones being a <laughs> scrambler. I, I could honestly see the giants doing something like that. Um, I don't know. You know, what's what's funny is like maybe one of these top teams like takes two quarterbacks, right? When Washington, the year they drafted RG3, they also took Kirk Cousins later in the draft, and that ended up being a really smart decision. I wonder if Chicago and Washington, if both of them, likely both going to take quarterbacks with the first couple picks, if they also come back and one of them takes J.J. McCarthy as well, right? Because both... Caleb Williams and Drake May are athletes. Like both guys can create mm-hmm. and make plays. McCarthy's that way too. So it's not like you'd be getting a Michael Penix in a JJ McCarthy, where like it's kind of two different guys. So I think that could be something to watch. Like maybe one of these two teams kind of double up because both know they have to nail the QB position this year. And even though I don't think JJ McCarthy is going to be good, I certainly could be wrong, but like we know the bears got to get the quarterback, right? They, they have to, this is the second straight year. They've had the number one pick. They traded it last year. They rolled the dice with fields. It didn't work out. They're likely getting kicked. They got to hit. And then Washington, obviously you bring in a new coach. You bring in Kingsbury as the OC. You got new ownership. Like you got to get the QB, right? And they did when they had it with RG three, and then he just got hurt and he blew up his leg. And then they had Kirk cousins again, another solid quarterback. And then they decided to move on with him, bring in Alex Smith. And they've been looking for a quarterback ever since. So that's kind of where I'm thinking maybe they go with J.J. McCarthy. Like, I don't know if one of these other teams take them. Maybe, like, the Bears or the Commanders decide to double down and go with the guy like that. I don't think he'll be there. I, from, from what I'm hearing, I, like, I don't think he's really? going to be there for them to do it. And besides, I don't think, to me, if you're Washington and if you're Chicago, not only do you have to get the right quarterback, right, once you draft him, the goal becomes let's not get this guy killed. 
right? Like they got to get offensive line help in both Chicago and Washington. So this guy has yep. a prayer to succeed because if they don't, it's going to stun his development. They're going to lose him. His fifth year contract's going to come up. They're not going to sign him because he was brutal the first two years because he developed a bunch of bad habits because he had 320 pound maniacs chasing them all over the field every play. So they have too many holes. When you're at the bottom of the draft like that, you don't have the luxury to get two shots at the quarterback position. You got to fill those holes. So when I look at those teams, like, yes, they would like to do it, but you got to hit the number one guy and live with your decision. Is there a quarterback outside of the top two, whether we're talking Daniels, whether we're talking Penix, McCarthy, Bo Nix, whoever it may be, is there a quarterback to a certain team that like you would love Mm -hmm. to see a certain landing spot? Because for me, I would really like to see Michael Penix in Denver. I think that'd be a great fit, right? Obviously, all those years of Breeze and Sean Payton and having a pocket passer and Penix playing college ball at Indiana. He's no stranger to the cold. And then going out to Seattle, he's no stranger to the rain. You know, when you're playing in Denver, you're going to have cold and you're going to have precipitation, whether it's rain or snow or whatever it may be. So I think that would be a great fit just from a standpoint of a quarterback who can handle the weather and also who I think would be really good in that system. So Jaden Daniels is so unique, obviously, with the kind of athlete he is. I don't know necessarily if there's a team that like would make the most sense. It's almost like kind of what the Ravens did with Lamar, where you have to draft him and then you have to build in you and then you just got to build around him, right? Like you got to bring in a coordinator mm-hmm. and just personnel that fit Jaden Daniels. Whereas I think Penix going to Sean Payton. Oh, looks like we lost PJ for a little bit. He's going to be right back with us. Talking about these quarterbacks, he brings up Michael Penix Jr. and his fit with Sean Payton. And I think that's interesting from the sense that if we look at Sean Payton and the success he had with the development of Drew Brees, it it's a very, very different type of quarterback. Penix, very strong with a long ball, likes to stretch the field vertically. And will that type of quarterback unleash Sean Payton in the playbook or we have a hard time fitting them in. Well, that's really the question that I have asked. Like, is that is that fit really good with Penix? Is that the type of quarterback that Sean Payton would be looking for with Penix? Or is he a guy that could draft up to maybe number two and take a look at a guy like Drake May? Yeah, I, I mean, it will certainly could, obviously going off of Russell Wilson, right, Mark? Like, he certainly could make a big splash. I, I think the Penix move makes a lot of sense. Uh, but the Drake May, interesting. Do you think Drake May is going to be good in the NFL? Like, are you a Drake May guy? I do. I think he has the talent to play in the league. Going If he goes to Washington at number two, I, I think that'll be interesting, working with Cliff Kingsbury. How does that work out? They have weapons on the team, guys like McLaren, so, you know, Dotson. He has weapons to throw to. So as long as they can protect them, if they get some help on the offensive line, I think he can have some success there. So I, I like all these quarterbacks. It, it, we have to see the draft and and see how it how the pieces fall. Because I think landing spot, again, is just so huge. Like if you go to a spot where, you know, you, you don't have a strong offensive coordinator, you don't have a strong offensive line, it, it's hard to overcome that. That's why what C.J. Stroud did this year was so special. Yes, he had the offensive coordinator, but that offensive line wasn't great. The roster around him wasn't great, and he still accomplished amazing things. 
Yeah, no doubt. That's at the end of the day, that's what all these teams are looking for. They're trying to find their next CJ Stroud. Which head coach hiring was your favorite of this offseason cycle? Because I know you think Harbaugh could be good for LA long term, but I know you don't mm-hmm. think they'll be necessarily good right away. Was there a favorite head coaching hiring that that you had of the teams that made one? I don't really know if there's a favorite. I thought a lot of them were interesting. T- Tennessee took me back, you know, moving on from Vrabel, getting Callahan. Um, they yep. bring over his father for the offensive line help. I think that'll be good. Uh, you know, Carolina getting Canals, I thought that surprised me. I don't know if there's one that actually sticks out is my favorite. How about you? I love Mike McDonald to Seattle. I loved him. I <laughs> thought, I remember Ian yeah, Rappaport was, yeah, I remember Ian Rappaport saying that people in that Seattle building kind of viewed him as like a defensive genius, as like the defensive Sean McVay, and I think that is the perfect comp. Like he he's really good, and I think what he's going to be able to do with that Seattle secondary with Woolen and Weatherspoon, like they're going to be dangerous, Mark. They're going to be really, really good. So if they can figure out the offensive side of the ball, if he can get somebody to take care of that, I think defensively they are going to be Excellent. Hour number one in the books here. You better, you bet. Presented by BetMGM. Hour number two on the way next. We're going to be on stadium as well. You can join us over there. PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller.